Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Is it wrong to use the term groomer? I figure we might as well break this mother right down. Because it seems that there is a very coordinated push to say, how dare you say that people who just want children to be able to play, how dare you call them groomers? Well, there might very well be a reason for it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, what is going on, my people? The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. And that is the number if you follow us over at Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Uh, hey, what's up? We are there. You can actually be a part of the show over there as well. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start with at least where I'm at on some of these subjects. Maybe where you're at. Maybe you dis- disagree with me. Willing to go over it. Boys are not girls and girls are not boys and men are not women and women are not men. I start with the J.K. Rowling philosophy. The very, very simple philosophy that when I'm told by somebody like Representative Ocasio-Cortez that men can menstruate, the answer is no. We're not going to pretend that things that are not possible are possible. Only women menstruate. Only women have babies. Men don't have babies. Uh, uh, human men don't have babies. Never have, never will, will never happen. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Everything else is a lie. Now, that's not where the groomer conversation comes in. That's just where the start of a conversation comes in. The groomer conversation comes in, and, and and if I have the definition wrong, you'll tell me. Someone who is considered a groomer is someone who is trying to take a child and set them up for um, their own sexual deviant purposes. Groomers are how we describe people who exploit and prey on children for sex. That's a, a groomer. I don't think I don't think I'm wrong in in that definition. Well, we have seen schools go about this idea that children can determine their own gender. And you take a look at the level of attack against Florida for pushing forth the legislation they did, the Parental Rights and Education Act. And you take a look at the people absolutely infuriated, disgusted. They're, 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 they're apoplectic about the idea that you think that parents should have rights at all. In schools, schools belong to the teachers because the teachers are the ones who who are educated. Parents don't know what they're doing. Well, when schools have what are known as transition closets, well, you come to school, you know, and 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 you and you and you and you wear the the outfit that that your that your parents you know gave you. Uh, but when you come to school, you can change into who you really are. That's happening. That's happening in schools. Well, that's the name, you know, that your parents gave you, you know, your gendered name. But you you could determine your own name and we'll call you that name. That is schools working against parents. That is schools working to cleave the parents away from the child. Believing that somehow children have rights that they don't have. So all of those moves and maneuvers, all of these attacks on parents for wanting to be able to 
have a say in their kids' lives. All these attacks have gotten a response, and the response is, well, why are you favoring sexualizing children? The people who uh, look at the, the, the bill in Florida, which says we don't talk about gender identity in K through 3, we don't talk about it in K through 3. I don't even know why it's only K through 3. Why is it not at least K through 6? Well, if, you're, if you believe in that, you're, you're saying that you can't say gay, and they go about lying about it. And saying it's a don't say gay bill. And I've had this conversation on television networks where people have told me, you know what we're saying when we say don't say gay bill. Well, I know what you mean, but you're lying about what the bill says. Why are we lying about what the bill says? And they don't care. They don't give a you know what. They're more than happy to lie. They're like, F these people. They don't give a damn at all and in any way. It's quite incredible. So what people have started doing is they've started saying to themselves, wait a second. Why are they the ones who get to just say something? Why are they the ones who just get to engage in attack? Why aren't we fighting back? And the fighting back has come through the term groomer. That when you see these people who want to talk about their gender identity, that demand to talk to children about a gender uh, I, I, identity, that, that, that uh, kids can determine this. Well, you're supporting these kids for a purpose, for a reason, and it seems rather duplicitous. It seems rather ugly. It seems that you're trying to get children to make their own decisions, giving them agency over themselves, right? Because that's what it is. You're giving children agency. They can determine their sex. They can determine their gender. They can determine their medical uh, condition and history. And their, of course, medical treatments because you puberty blockers and this and that and the other. And then, of course, children, if they have agency over themselves, they can determine who they love, right? And how they do it. That is not a far-fetched philosophy or theory. That is how it plays out if indeed the objective is children being able to determine their own course, giving them agency. If you believe that children have agency, first, you don't even believe in the concept of children because you're saying that children are adults can make their own medical decisions. Well, if you can make your own medical decision, what other decisions can you make? What other decisions does the child get to make? What is the need of the parent? You move the parent out. The child can then make their own decisions. And of course, the school is best to make that child okay. But the school, as we see, is hiring people in way too many cases, certainly not in every case. And, and, and utilizing and going about philosophies and theories that will provide no value. This is Spencer Cox. He is the governor of Utah. I think you'll be able to hear this. And he's sharing a little message uh, with the ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I am Governor Spencer Cox, and I have the pleasure today of hosting the first One Utah Student Town Hall. And uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. I didn't put it that sound effect. That's really, really good. The idea of preferred pronouns. The idea that 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 is telling children that you can determine your gender, that they can determine their gender, and they can't. Right? The job of the adult is to protect children very often from themselves. This is the philosophy. And I believe this is the philosophy of the rational mind. 
But you've seen a lot of these um, cable news outlets and others all of a sudden in the past day, how disgusting it is that the political right is using the term groomer. How awful, how despicable. They're calling uh, these, these, these uh, people, these teachers, child abusers. Well, that's certainly, certainly a strong thing to say. You're calling people child abusers. But a lot of people on the political right are saying, why can't I use this term if this is what I think uh, that they're doing? Why can't I use this term? And I, and I saw this. Uh, this is uh, from Nate Hockman, who is writing over at National Review, and he put out a couple of tweets. He said, broadly speaking, left-wing teachers aren't grooming kids. Gender ideology in schools isn't the same thing as pedophilia. The mainstreaming of these ideas on the right is a great way to lose an otherwise very winnable culture war issue. It makes us sound like the crazy ones. And I saw that yesterday and I said, well, that's an interesting take because he's not arguing that the fight is bad. He's having a conversation about how to fight it. I always appreciate that. Me personally, I always appreciate somebody engaged in that way, even if I disagree with them. This then got followed up by, um, you, 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 may, you may know him, you may not. This got followed up by David French. David French used to write for National Review, and then uh, one day um, uh, Bill Crystal said, you should run for president because Trump's evil, and then David French got into his head that being never Trump is the only way to go, and, well, uh, the rest is just a downslide into absolute horrific content. David French then adds, the slinging of the word groomer or insinuations of sympathy for pedophilia by the same people who spent years standing standing up for the man who appeared in a Playboy video centerfold, Playmate 2000 video. David French immediately connects it to Donald Trump. You see, Nate Hockman... He's put forth an idea, one that we could take a look at and be like, all right, well, maybe that's a point where we could say this or this may be a better way to win it. Or we could say, no, 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 I totally disagree. They're so upset with the term, we're going to triple down because they do not get to set the rules of engagement. Right? That would be the argument. Instead, what we get is David French and these nonsense, horrific never-Trumpers failing epically and trying to get the win. This is trying to, what are you trying to do? Own the Trumps? What, I, what is the value here? What is the point here? What are you getting at here? I'll tell you what you're getting at. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. David French only embarrassing himself. And if he was trying to back up Nate Hockman on this, on this idea, all he did was make people say, oh, absolutely, we're calling them groomers. We're calling them groomers. Ma, we're calling them groomers. And that's the way it went embarrassing and shameful and ridiculous you have these people who are fighting and they're fighting for their kids they're fighting for something that's good and decent and wholesome and and valuable and then you have some people saying well if you're doing that clearly uh you 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 are okay with what trump did trump was doing things with kids what the hell are you talking about 
You, you've totally missed the mark. You have no way of engaging in a normal, rational way like a normal, rational person. You don't even understand what the conversation is. And we should at least admit that this conversation is extremely serious. Parents are indeed scared for their kids. Parents are looking at what schools are doing, not every school and not every teacher, and they are disgusted. They are disgusted and they are frightened and they are worried. And they're looking at these people. Like there, there was this teacher who, who said, I, I don't like this bill in Florida because I, uh, now I'm not going to be able to talk about, you know, how I spent the weekend paddleboarding with my partner. No one asked you to talk about paddleboarding with your partner. No one. This brings about an absolutely fantastic thread from Abigail Schreier, uh, who has written about, uh, I forget the name of the book, The Transgender Craze That's Seducing Our Kids. Somebody will let me know in, 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 in the comments. And, and she makes an, an interesting series of points that I, I, I'm, I'm going to get into uh, a little bit later on the show, so stick around. But she gets into this idea that there was a time where we didn't, that teachers didn't share their personal lives. And maybe that's better. And generationally, there are people who might think it's weird that you don't share your personal life like you're trying to hide something. This gets into the idea of concepts of, of, of boundaries and standards and rules and rules that we want for teachers. And what we are really seeing is that parents who seeded education, they're like, you know, we send the kids to school and everything's going to be fine. That's what you do in America. You send the kids to school, everything's going to be fine. And then they learned everything wasn't fine. And they started saying, hey, things aren't fine. And they got called domestic terrorists. And they said, what? And they got called racist. And they said, what? And then they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is our kids. Screw those people. Let's fight. And now they're fighting. And school boards and, and unions and, 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 and the media apparatchik, they are just freaking stunned. They are shocked that people are fighting back against them. Waukesha, that, that, that's, that's Wisconsin people. They just took three people off the school board. They elected three Republicans. Because, well, you can win these races and you should. And you should go about fighting for your kids. And that's what happened in Waukesha, and that's what's happening in other places. Fight for your kids. And one of the things that parents aren't going to be good with is being told how they're supposed to fight for their kids because you won't allow us to use the word groomer. You've decided that's awful. No, what's awful is you hiding that you're trying to transition someone's child. You're taking their kid away from them. You're poisoning their mind. That's horrible. Being called a groomer, let me tell you, that's the least they can do. The very least. But I am willing to engage Nate Hockman in this idea, in this concept about maybe there's a better way, because that's what we should do. Our argument should be, we see what's happening and we are going to not allow it. You don't get control of our kids. We're willing to fight you in the streets if necessary to protect our children. But that does not take away from the idea that there isn't a better way to have the conversation. David French, he wouldn't know a way to have a conversation if his life depended on it. He comes across as weak and childlike and absolutely worthless. If you're talking about Trump in this conversation, you fail. Your Trump hate doesn't mean anything to us. Parents want to protect their kids. 
that's the story. That's the fight. And that fight is worthwhile. So if Nate Hawkman wants to engage possibly a better way, I, I got no problem with that. I want to hear it. I invite him on the show to discuss it. But telling parents are somehow terrible or awful for using the term groomer, especially when the left has united in a fight against it as if on cue, as if they're all in the same cabal, all following the same talking points, all following the same game plan. Nah, that's not a way to get someone to stop. A better argument is a way to get someone to stop. And it's got to have an even better way to talk about these things with the general public so kids can get protected from people who are, yes, looking to abuse them. Because if you let a kid determine their own gender, I argue it is child abuse, point blank. Point blank. This conversation is one that should happen at your table. This is a conversation about how you are going to go about sharing these stories of what's happening to kids and how we have to put a stop to it and how we have to have the protection of children. And if it has to be codified, amazingly, stunningly, frighteningly, it has to be codified by law. Well, then so be it. Let's go do it. Let's go do the damn thing. I have got more to get to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Republicans are blocking the COVID bill in the Senate. They had a deal, $10 billion, and it was going to be all done. They're like, yeah, but this immigration thing, we should really, really work some amendments on on immigration and Title 42 before we can vote on this. So they won't uh, vote for cloture. They won't get it out of debate because they want what they want. I, I think that you know, there, there's, like, like Democrats upset about this. How dare you? You're, you're dealing with people's lives. Dude, it's politics 101. What are, you even, what are you even beginning to talk about? It's just basic politics. It's not even a big deal. Besides, you could use some help, political left, on, on the immigration conversation. You're, you're doing just horrific, horrific work on the subject. I mean, you, 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 it's, it's, it's pretty ugly. And this Title 42 conversations, as we were talking about earlier, only going to make things worse. 18,000 possible migrants a day, that's what they're expecting? Bad stuff, man. Bad juju. Meanwhile, there is some good news out there. And no, it's not Cracker Jill's. Although I don't think I care about Cracker Jill's. I'll tell you that story coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Cracker Jill. It's Cracker Jack. But it's celebrating women in sports. So it's it's Cracker Jill. No, it's an actual thing. It's an actual thing, and they and they've got different uh, cartoon women on the on the uh, uh, on the wrappers, right? Uh, representing all different colors and shapes. Oh, it's just great. 
To help more girls and women reach their potential in sports and life, the Cracker Jack team is encouraging fans to join us in donating to the Women's Sports Foundation. As a thank you, fans who donate $5 or more to the Women's Sports Foundation will receive a, a randomly selected Cracker Jill bag while supplies last. The truth is, this is not a bad idea at all. Tony Katz in 93W. No, that's the home station, 93WIBC. This is Tony Katz today. I forget sometimes. It comes with the drinking. Sometimes all it takes to believe you can do something is to see someone who looks like you do it first. It is in this spirit that Cracker Jack proudly introduces Cracker Jill. Honestly, I got no issue with it at all in any way. It's certainly a lot better than taking Uncle Ben off the rice. It's better than taking Aunt Jemima off the syrup. Instead of, you know, trying to say, oh, look, we're, we're not bigots. Erase, erase, erase. You're saying, wait a second. We can tap into a whole nother market here and we'll look good in the process. We might in- introduce ourselves to a whole new audience. Remember, how old is Cracker Jack? Who really eats Cracker Jacks, by the way? By the way, what's in a Cracker Jack? It's it's popcorn and it's caramel-coated popcorn and peanuts. Me, personally, I am a fan of caramel popcorn and, and, the, and the cheddar cheese popcorn, like a Garrett, uh, Garrett popcorn from Chicago. Now, in Indianapolis, we do have some good popcorn places, right? So Weaver Popcorn is a, is, is a super uh, famous place. They make tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of popcorn. And then there's Just Pop In. Have you ever had the Just Pop In there, uh, Ari? Oh, yeah, I've been at Just Pop In. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm telling you that, that, that Garrett is, is to me, uh, the, the right now, the pinnacle of popcorn. And they're in Chicago. They're actually in New York. Uh, I, last year, Christmas Eve... My youngest is like, I, I want, I want Garrett. I want, I want Garrett. I'm like, what do you mean you want? Hey, what do you mean you want Garrett? No, no, no I, w- I want to get Garrett popcorn. Okay, and we drove up to Chicago, grabbed the popcorn, and drove back. That was our Christmas Eve. We're Jewish, we're allowed, but that was our Christmas Eve. It's very good. That mix, that mix with the caramel and the and the cheese. Oh. So, no, this does not bother me at all. I I think this is a smart, smart move. Also a smart move, Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil. Oh, cannot, cannot wait. If you have never seen uh, Netflix Daredevil, which I think, is it now on Disney Plus? It is Disney Plus' Daredevil now, Tony. Uh, Frickin' Disney. See, this is the problem with Marvel going to Disney. It's that I'm remarkably torn. Remarkably, remarkably torn. Because Charlie Cox's Daredevil is is absolutely fantastic. He's so good. And D'Onofrio as Kingpin is so very good as well. So um, there's going to be a TV series... I guess, and uh, these two, uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil and D'Onofrio as Kingpin, are going to be back. But I, what Disney is doing right now, which, by the way, isn't a business decision, 
Disney is making absolutely horrific business decisions. Um, that it's 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 a it's a remarkable, remarkable, terrible mistake. What's going on? What they're doing and how they're doing it. What they're doing to about uh, let's be more woke. What they're doing about uh, saying uh, we're going to get rid of boys and girls. It it ha- it has turned people off. I'll be curious to see if it does affect their bottom line. And because these are the things I want to celebrate, these are things I want to get into. I think it's going to be fantastic. What is not fantastic is this photo of Kamala Harris. So there's the vice president of the United States. You've seen pictures, right? You've seen Kamala Harris. And, of course, uh, you have heard uh, Kamala Harris. (laughs) Of course you have. And uh, she is taking a picture at the White House. She's there with a group of kids. And the kids are wearing masks, and Kamala Harris, she is not. Kamala Harris is not wearing a mask. Why are the kids in masks? What's with the freaking hate? What is with the absolute hate of children, the abuse of children, that they have to wear a mask, but the vice president doesn't? It's ridiculous. It's maddening, I tell you. Now, the story not being talked about, I don't think enough, was Matt Gates versus Lloyd Austin. Congressman from Florida, Matt Gates, Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. And it's a conversation about preparedness and readiness. And Matt Gates is punching Lloyd Austin in the face, and Austin is pushing right back he does not like being spoken to like this and I, and I just can't help but like notice and so your you guys question been, was whether no, or not we i control the time your question you guys have been blowing a lot of calls socialism. lately on the matters of no. strategy mr secretary you guys told us that russia couldn't lose you told us that the taliban couldn't immediately win and so i guess i'm wondering what in the 773 billion dollars that you're requesting today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls The side eye that Lloyd Austin is given. I mean, I shouldn't say side eye. He's staring straight at him. He's staring him down. Staring him down, and it goes on for a while. One calls. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, it's just a direct, direct stare. And then, well, it gets into more of a fight from there. You've, you've seen what's in our budget. You've seen how the budget matches the strategy. And so I'll let that speak for itself. Well, I mean, I've also seen that we're behind, Mr. Secretary. We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia. Last year, China so what do you, what do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you... Okay, how do you, who do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? How do you make that assessment? I don't know. How, is, may, is I make that assessment one? because is China is fielding hypersonic weapon hypersonics? systems and we are still developing them. Are I make that assessment because Russia actually used one. Development of- By the way, your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea. 
on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess... You know, it's, it's, again he's not wrong. You don't have to like Matt Gates, but he's not wrong. We are not right now with a military that can win. And people say, how dare you speak that way about our military members? And you'll hear Lloyd Austin go down that line of, of, of irrational thought. But we focus on things that don't involve winning. We focus on things that don't involve how to properly fight. And listen to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, try and defend utilizing that rationale. At the National Defense University to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess? You know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat critical force in the world. It has been, and it will be so uh, going forward. Not if and we this continue down this path. To do that. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh no no no! Country. I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I'm sorry for I am that. not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were losing saying. to China. It's I what wish you're we saying. Were, you know what? The that's you know that is so that, that is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done and our allies have done? But that was baked into your flawed assessment. That was baked into your flawed assessment. And so, yeah, I saw that the Obama administration tried to destroy our military by starving it of resources, and it seems the Biden administration is trying to destroy our military by force-feeding it wokeism. I yield back. Sorry, you can hate Matt Gates all you want. He won that round. He won that round. The military has made mistakes. Are we going to argue that Afghanistan wasn't a mistake? Are we really going to argue this? Because that's a crazy freaking argument. Crazy. That is a crazy freaking argument. We left people to die. We weren't prepared for what was happening. We shut down an Air Force base when we should not have. We couldn't get the people out. We didn't have the the, the routes to make it happen. We put soldiers in harm's way for no reason whatsoever. We left billions of dollars of hardware behind. Ignorance on ignorance on foolhardiness on patheticness. I think that's something that Lloyd Austin should be downright embarrassed about. And what do I get from him instead? What I get from him instead is you're embarrassed of the American fighting force. That's the kind of nonsense that that gets put forward when you're unwilling, when you are absolutely unwilling to deal with your own problems and the problems that come forth from an ideology that provides no value at all. It provides no value. It creates no good. Anytime you have a military that isn't prepared to kill the enemy, but rather lowers its standards in the guise of fairness, you don't have a military worth worth talking about. You may have the best uh, fighting force in the world today, 
but you won't have the best fighting force in the world tomorrow. And I must say to uh, the Secretary Lloyd Austin, no, I don't believe you could win a war. I don't believe. I do not believe at all that you could do it. I don't believe that you have the the um, desire. Because what we're seeing is, well, what we're seeing doesn't show it. What we're seeing shows something else altogether. So Matt Gates wins this round, and Matt Gates is right. The military has failed repeatedly, and it's got to stop. I'm Tony Katz. Palm Springs, California. I don't know how I forgot this story. Uh, They are all about the universal basic income. You know what the UBI is, right? The universal basic income is uh, the idea that you give people money every month, and that helps them pay uh, their bills, and therefore they're, they're happier or something. And sure, certainly people like getting uh, free money, but it doesn't change their uh, their ability to, you know, get a job. It doesn't make them more productive. It's just um, a way of uh, taking people's dollars o- o- away from them. Well, Palm Springs, uh, their uh, city council... They are going to pay 20 transgender residents up to $900 a month for two years in universal basic income. And the mayor of the city, who I guess is, they claim, transgender, um, they, uh, I don't know if it's he or she, uh, thinks it's a way of money, a waste of money. I don't know why they decided to do this. You have one city council member, Christy Holstage, proud of the city for coming down, quote, on the right side of history and supporting our trans and non-binary gender non-conforming community by giving them free money. That's the weirdest thing ever. That is weird as can be. Super duper weird. How is that in any way, shape or form on the right side of history. How does that how does that even work? What would make you think that somehow that's that's the thing? That's the thing right there. You see, if if we give it to if we take our money and give it to just this group of people who make this claim, that's that's how we show how good we are. That is a super weird hot take. Super weird, weird hot take. But I guess this is what, what, what? This is this is how you prove how, how good you are. No, this is. I I, I got to argue that it, a bad idea is a bad idea is a bad idea, 
And I would also argue that I would oppose anything that involves saying that one group of people needs more protections than another group of people. I think, I think that's the, 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 the surest sign of bigotry. When you say, hey, one group of people it needs to be treated like this and the other group of people, it doesn't matter how you treat them. It's like the people with student loans. They've extended the student loan payment pause. I guess, you know, it's election year, right? They can't have people paying bills in an election year. Of course you can have people paying bills in an election year. There's no reason to extend student loan payments. The Biden administration is telling me how great the economy is. Why in the world would I ever have to stop? Doesn't make any sense at all. Just the silliest thing ever. That people who have student loans shouldn't have to pay. They just trying to gear up for until they can, you know, do away with people's student loan debts? If you want to make people happy, do away with car loan debts. Student loans? No, 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 no. I didn't get to choose what you majored in. You pay your own damn way. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Won't you keep it right here? This is Tony Katz today.